Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to LMC Cast for March, I guess. Very close to uh, Easter here. And uh, today we've decided to settle down with a nice game of Cluedo, or Clue if you're American for some reason. And, uh, vowels. Yeah. And I'm joined by uh, Mr. Venato. Hello. Uh, the random genius. It was Shadow Fox in the library room with the wrench. He also tried high. to frame Vija? Who knows? Who knows in this game? We also do have a Vija, who also known as Emperor V at the moment in our lobby. Who dares steal my wrench? Also, good evening. And a Shadow Fox. Ahoy, hoy. And I think you'll, you'll remember correctly, I made that wrench. That you did. It's true. Did. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, so, uh, we are playing a uh, digitized version of Cluedo, and uh, Mr. Random Genius, since you're the one technically hosting, would you like to explain? Of course. Well, as you all know, Clue or Cluedo is the standard deduction mystery game where you go around a big house and try and make deductions. Uh, for this digital app, pretty much going to do the same thing. Uh, only that uh, we all have our own version of the game on our phones, and basically we're all streaming off a main, uh, main game, and it's all sort of done remotely. It's all fairly nice and simple. It would be very hard to stream, Pete, when you know, we're all in different households. <laughs> just, just a bit. And yeah. for one person, a different country. Yeah, just <laughs> just a shame about uh, no X-ray glasses. <laughs> the great computer glasses. And so, character-wise, I am a variation of Professor Plum, who seems to have gone to the Wario school of uh, uh, dressing and looking. Yeah. Yes, I, I may have got the special uh, edition version of the game, which has not only just has all of the six main characters, as in the standard game, but they have... Uh, a vast number of variations of character styles uh, based on different boards and such. So um, you'll hear some interesting variations of the traditional six characters here. So that is Earthheart. Mr. Venato, who are you playing as today? Uh, I'm playing as Moriarty Sherlock. Series. Uh, this could be very much like a Victorian emo. <laughs> Complete with skull-headed cane. Cool. Well, I'll be playing as uh, Colonel Mustard. Only my variation isn't a colonel, he's a snowboarder. Look, what Colonel Mustard does in his free times is up to him. True, true. So, snowboarding mustard is what I am at the minute. Well, uh, I, I'd be playing a uh, Reverend Green, and I've just decided he's to be Irish. <laughs> and I apologise to all the Irish listening to this. We, I mean, we uh, recently had St. Patrick's Day, so... Yeah, we had, we had mm. St. Paddy's, so it's thematically appropriate. Aye. And I have chosen white, which I'm looking more like a storm from X-Men at the uh, moment, sort of in the looks. But I also get a doggo, so added bonus. Indeed. Indeed. Is heavy. <laughs> well, we have our five players. We're heading off to the mansion to try and find out who killed Mr. Body slash Dr. Black slash whoever it is in this game.
as mentioned before, uh, if you've not played Clue or Cluder before, this is, is a logic puzzle type game. Basically, every player gets a set number of cards in their hand. They tell you what is not the, uh, the scenario behind the murder. You need to find out who the suspect is, what the weapon is, and which room the murder took place. So everyone has different cards and has uh, different knowledge of the layout of what's going on. And would you look at that, I'm starting. So basically what we do is we take turns moving around the mansion, going into different rooms and making um, accusations. If we can actually roll far enough. I have rolled a three. This cannot get me to any room. <laughs> Where do you start? Oh, the say you start in, in the middle. In the center. Center, yeah. yeah. You can at we least go towards where you want. Yes, true. So basically when you go into a room, that room is locked. So you can then choose a suspect and a weapon and you make a suggestion. Uh, Thanos has rolled seven, so that gets him into one of the rooms. That gets you all the way to one of them, yeah. All but one. Uh, of the, the conservatory. Can't go oh, there. Um, it's, it's, one? it's slightly higher away from the. Oh yeah, it's yeah. one. One, one off. Away. One off. All right. Well, let's go to the kitchen. <clears throat> now you so, have to accuse the person in the room you're in. No, you pick someone and they teleport to that room. Oh, I see. So you could just uh, but you, it like, has to be in the room you land in, is what I mean. Sorry. It has to be in the room you land in. So you can pick any suspect and any weapon, but the location you're saying is the kitchen. Well, I'm so, suggesting Colonel Mustard with a candlestick in the kitchen. At this point, we go around the different players and they look at their cards. If uh, one of the items in that, in that trio of cards that was suggested is in their hands, they show it to that person. If not, it moves on to the next person and uh, next person around. And basically, this carries on until, uh, so basically, this carries on until someone's ready to make a final accusation. This happens at the end of someone's turn, and basically, they basically make the accusation say it was this person with this weapon in this location, and then they look at the cards. If they are right, they win the game. If they are wrong, they are eliminated. So they, they take yeah. they take no further part in moving around the board and making accusations, but they can still show their cards to people if the need arises. Also, I believe me and Shadow Fox have started with less cards, so you say mm. we're at a disadvantage. Got three, um, got three cards? Yeah. Maybe. It's basically, yeah, it's due to the fact that we are playing with five players and yeah. there's not an equal split of cards for five players. So no, it's yeah. a little off, uh, off for some people, but um, it makes dough. Depends what you get in your hand. Reverend Green with a candlestick in the library. Yes. And what's interesting about this game is the fact that each of the individual characters you players have their own little uh, animations for uh, for doing the uh, the murder, uh, as it were. Murder. <laughs> each character has their own different variations, and uh, I'm pretty certain you'll like uh, what uh, what White's variation is on this one. <laughs> it's like first time players playing a lot on Used as hell. Uh, you know what, let's go to the hall. I suggest it is John's character with the rope. This is White. <laughs> white rope hall. Uh... See, I see, even even the dog gets involved in the little promo photos. Yeah. <laughs> no, John, what have you done? You made a murder out of the dog. <laughs> Remember to hit the continue button at the top of the screen when you're finished. Everyone yeah. has to do that, not just the... <laughs> Everyone has to do that, yes. Uh, it's because we're doing this remotely, the game needs to know when everyone's ready to move on to the next round. And also, you can potentially glean clues from uh, what other people ask. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ooh, I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> oh, no way. Uh, you still in the library. I, 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 I dragged you into the library. There. 
Mm. So. Well, okay. Mr. Phil, what do you suggest? Hmm. You suggest. I am going to suggest it was Scarlet with the lead pipe in the library. Ooh. Uh, yeah, because the game, because we're missing a sixth player, the game has just randomly given us uh, Scarlet as the sixth person. Oh, yeah. Also in Fetching Snowware. Yes. Apparently they were. Mustard and Scarlet came back together from their vacation. And uh, now, Mr. Mustard. It's now back to me. It gives you a few options. True, true. Uh, I'm going to go to the dining room. The dining room? Mm. Who Jack Hughes? I'm going to accuse... I'm going to accuse Moriarty with the candlestick in the dining room. Oh, how dare you. Or suggest, I should say, not accuse, because that's something else. Interesting. Interesting. So what is it? So on the screen, I'll get you got question marks, tick marks. Yes. So we're playing this on the official app of the game, uh, sort of side app. And basically, we have a little uh, sheet that tells us uh, what the current state of play is for that we know of. So we basically mark down when what cards we know of, uh, which cards we don't know, we definitely don't know which person has. And we also have little tidbits such as we could mark down who revealed certain cards and certain guesses. We could do some deductions based on that. It's all very sort of self-contained and pretty detailed and can do all sorts of checks and such. It's, it's quite a nice companion app, and it is free. You just need to have someone who actually owns the game in order to actually play it remotely such as this. Suggest Moriarty with the candlestick in the ballroom. Ah. Moriarty character is being dragged about. Mm. Yeah, well, okay. So, um, so what, is the, what are the tick, the question mark, and the X mean? Question mark, I'm assuming, is because it's Earth's turn, so he's questioning. Uh, yes. Tick means that the person has a card that it has been suggested. Cross means that the person doesn't have a card, and that was suggested. So, for example, yourself, John, we know that you don't have Moriarty, Candlestick, or Ballroom because you didn't reveal anything. Yes, I'm, so, I'm fr satisfied. From sim uh, thank you very much, Moriarty. Yeah, this game can get fairly uh, can get fairly logical at times if you're uh, so inclined. Yeah, I'm, I'm current, I've currently got an additional note sheet going, scribbling down that <laughs> I'm using that little side panel on this to do it. I, I'm trying to use a side panel, but I'm just mm. got, like looking at the screen and then this. I, one. I've got a notepad document up as well for my own notes. Seven. Seven. Four, Where would you like to go? Lucky, lucky seven. Library, study, hall, lounge, of dining room. Lounge. Lounge about. Sweet lounge. So who shall I bring Scarlet in? Scarlet with rope in the lounge. In the lounge. In the lounge. A lot of guesses seem to be ending up on feature side of things at the minute. It's just a fair bit. That's a ten. Yes, I have a feeling. I know. Let's get to the billard. At least what he just called. I, I'm sorry. What did you call that? The billard. The billiard room, isn't it? Whatever. Yes, it's billiard. Ah, yes. My my grand games of social things done in the uh, done in the billard. <laughs> suggest Professor Plum with the wrench. Wario with the wrench. Wow. <laughs> as much as I would have liked his Amani, it was not a me, as far as I know. Certainly not with a wrench in the billiard room. It seems. I still love the fact that this game actually allows you to accuse yourself of the murder. Yeah. I mean, you know, potential, isn't it? Could have done it in a drunken stupor and not remember. Or you could have just found out that you are the killer by uh, deduction. What am I, Genocide Jack? Which only Ian probably going to get that reference. Yes. Maybe, maybe. And any of our um, Dank and Romper fans, which is probably none of them. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm off to the conservatory. Uh, oh. uh, I'm going to say... Dramatic thinking. Dun, dun, dun. For, li for listeners at home... So I am suggesting Moriarty with a revolver in oh. the conservatory. Oh, the gun. He's being dragged all around the place. He is, Moriarty. Mm. In... Mm. Interesting. I think with two cycles... Rounds. I think now's a good time as any for us to start talking about what we've done over the past month or so. Mm -hmm. I would agree, Seth. Who would like to start? Okay. I can never. Well, I, I would if the game would let me. <laughs> uh, the game has a built-in timer that if I don't react fast enough, it, uh, it takes takes my turn for me. So mm -hmm. we'll... maybe, you can press, maybe you can press escape to pause it or something. I wouldn't risk uh, it. No. I'm just wondering with the, like, the cog icon down the corner or something. I don't know. I wonder how long you can wait um, before it forces something. We'll, we'll, we'll try. We'll try. Mm. So, yeah, I can start off for this uh, for this one, seeing as I actually missed out last month due to uh, scheduling conflicts. Yay, yeah. we're being busy.
Um, so, yes, in terms of various things, um, there has been a little bit of a uh, little bit of hunting down of uh, some new games, and picked up a very interesting one on the Switch, actually. Um, so, we all are uh, we're all sort of really good, um, and we sort of really know uh, the Werewolf game pretty well. Well, One Night Old Werewolf and those kind of variations, correct? The, yeah. Yes. Unfamiliarity, yes. So a game studio has actually taken that concept and put it into a single-player visual novel. Visual novel? Hmm. I am intrigued. It works surprisingly well. Uh, it's a game called uh, Nosia. Uh, G-N-O-S-I-A. And basically you sort of start the game being awoken from uh, from deep sleep in outer space. And basically you are told that an alien being known as a Nosia is on board the ship and wants to kill all the humans on the ship. And the best way to do this is to to put someone into deep freeze uh, and see if if anyone dies. If no one dies, congratulations, there are no Nosia. If someone dies, bad luck, there's a Nosia and you have to do a whole... Round of debating to figure out who the person is, and it, it plays out like standard werewolf. So you have accusations flying around. You can uh, you can sort of pal up with people. You can form alliances. You can target certain people you think are weak or not. Um, and you've got standard roles. You've got uh, the engineer role, who basically looks at someone at during the night phase of each game, uh, sorry, of each round, sorry, and tells if they are human or nausea. Got a doctor who tells if someone who is uh, frozen is human or nausea. Uh, you've got uh, sympathizers who are basically want the nausea to win and bid basically dummy off various roles and such to make that happen. You've got guardian angels who can protect people during the night phase to prevent them from being killed. And one I've read of but not encountered, which is the bug, is which if they are left alive at the end of the game, they win and no one else wins because they just destroy everything. And it's really interesting because. It's standard werewolf logic, it's standard werewolf play, but all the characters uh, remain the same throughout the games. And the games occur is what's called loops. So basically you loop through the same things again and again and again, with the roles shuffled around and such, much like standard werewolf. Uh, But the thing is that the characterizations remain consistent. So you've got someone who has very high intuition and they know um, if someone's lying or not. And that remains consistent throughout all the games. So if they're so if they're sort of human, they can ident- identify the flaws in the logic of the Nosia. The Nosia, they can lie through their teeth and basically go, yeah, I- I'm human, trust me. Other people have high charisma scores, so they can, they can sort of stand out a bit more. Some have stealth, higher stealth, so they can hide back a bit. It's all very interesting, and I, I believe there's a cast of 15 different people uh, in the game, and it's all very interesting and it just sort of builds upon builds and more builds and there is an actual story linking everything together but every time you complete a certain game with specific uh, scenarios such as if you win as a nausea or if you win as a human doctor the next part of the story branches off and continues and from what i've read it carries on for a long long time uh and i just thought it was a really interesting concept and i've so far been enjoying it um quite a bit. It's nice to dip in and out of for a couple of sessions. It's not something you want to grind through continually sort of day in, day out. It's nice to pick up and put down um, every day, every couple of days or so. It's, it's a nice, simple thing. So, uh, yeah. That's the big game I've uh, picked up that's kind of more niche than other things. Uh, something that is 
a distinctly less niche, Final Fantasy. <laughs> Thanks to the wonders of the PS Plus, I have Final Fantasy VII Remake. Fin Fan, as I've often heard it be called. Yeah. Uh, Advanced Moogle Simulator, I call it. Um, but yeah, no, playing through Seven Remake, which I believe made it to the uh, the Game of the Year show that was done a while back for a few people, and I'm enjoying it more than I thought it was. So particularly at the starting point, or it's just a case of, ah, oh, I remember this from Final Fantasy VII. I remember this. Oh, crud. This is something completely unexpected. I was not expecting this. I mean, to be uh, fair, that whole area is kind of new with that unexpected thing in it, I think. Mm, you, but, you, know, you certainly don't play as much of it. Mm, but it's it's interesting. It's it's going better than I thought it was going to go. So, yeah, pick, picking and choosing that as and when. Um, aside from that, I think the only other thing is just diving into some new books as well, because I do enjoy my reading. Uh, one of which being uh, somewhat coincidentally, given we're playing Cluedo, um, is the murder mystery from TV personality Richard Osman, a.k.a. the tall guy off Pointless. Pointless being a very popular game show over in the UK. And I'm more known from QI than I do from Pointless. <laughs> so basically, tall, knowledgeable man has made murder mystery and it has broken all sorts of records. And you can see why. It's basically a murder mystery, sort of typical English murder mystery. Your Agatha Christie's, your Poirot's, uh, your Sherlock Holmes and Doyle type thing, but set in a retirement village. And the main characters uh, are all uh, sort of retirees who just spend their time looking over cold cases, much like uh, the old TV show New Tricks, if anyone remembers that from way back when. What, what show? Uh, New Tricks. Basically, yeah. retired, retired cops do cold cases and try and solve stuff with, with hilarious... Uh, consequences and yeah it's kind of like the version of that but it's, i'm enjoying it so far so uh, we'll see what happens and how the the plot turns and if it is indeed uh reverend green in the conservatory with the wrench by the way that's not my action i'm just giving a suggestion as to possibly what the major twist of the book is uh, <laughs> boilers it's not that honestly um and uh, what's going to happen when you find out that it is that? Uh, I will try and ask to see if that little bit can get redacted. <laughs> we'll but, see. Uh, but yeah, no, some new games, some new side stuff, and yeah, just generally, generally keeping myself busy uh, through uh, through the uh, through the months whilst the weather slowly gets better. Uh, less cold. Mm. More light. Fresh air. Yay! I can actually Warm open my window now. Without warm, fear of sleet window. and wind and everything else blowing in. So, yeah, that is that. Um, so, let's carry on with the game then, unless there's anything else anyone wants to chip in with that. If I mean, by the time this goes out, it's probably too late, but yeah, definitely get Final Fantasy VII while you can on the PS4. Although, bear in mind that it does not upgrade the PS5, but kind of annoying. But thankfully, I have a copy I can upgrade. What, so. ah, physical I... and digital? I thought they could. No, it's it, they can, but if you have your copy free from the PSN, you can't upgrade it. No, so if you bought it, you get it, but if you get it free, no. Yeah, they, they've oh, done that boo. with a couple of things. Um, Call of Duty was another one they did that with. That's fair. It's yeah. fair, yeah. It's understandable. It's like, yeah, we're not giving you the free upgrade if you got it. Then. Yeah, free true, true. So, well, who knows, least, who knows? At least when the PS5 version comes out, you've got a new character to play with. Well, First. no, because you that you have to pay for that expansion, regardless of whether you upgrade or not. 
I mean, true, but still, that's something to look yeah. forward to. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I, 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 everyone loves Ninja though. Girl. <laughs> So, after all of that waffling, I would have gone to the library after our discussion about books, but I think we're going to go to the hall instead. To the hall. To the hall, and uh, I'm going to pick... I'm going to pick white with the candlestick in the hall. Dragging me around. Oh, white. What do you have to say for yourself? Uh, it wasn't me. The dog How did it. How do you it. know that? <laughs> it was the dog. <laughs> the, unfortunately, the, dog. The, the dog is part of your character, so if the dog kills someone... You killed them as well. By association. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit unfair, I'm not going to lie. Just, just a little bit. Uh, okay. So I roll. So, since this seems to be working so well, I'm just going to keep going round, round, round each room round. as long as I can. Um, <laughs> who do I want to suggest? I don't know. Who do you want to suggest? Miss Scarlet with the candlestick in the conservatory. Oh, candlestick's oh. making another appearance. Hmm. Ah, interesting. Yeah, see Baku, Miss White, or Mrs. White. I'm not entirely sure if you're married to your I, dog or not. I don't know either. I, I, I mean, I'd hope you'd know if you were married to your dog. I would just roll the dice. I'm trying to do my sheet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the app is a little fiddly. Um, just a little bit. It's, it's workable. It it yeah. It serves its purpose. I I'm not having much problems with it, but uh, yeah, I can suddenly right. see where there's a little bit of disconnect. Yeah, it's gonna be a bit. Light on the touch occasionally. Hmm. Why are we in the dining room, good lady? Maybe it was me in the it dining room. You? In the dining room. Interesting. Mm. Okay. 
going to need a bigger notepad. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, that was certainly uh, <clears throat> what I think it means, right? If you too would want to uh, help towards Fiji's uh, notepad fund, please send a stamped addressed envelope to... To LMC PO box somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the uh, conservatory. I'll send him a tree. There's a few, quite a few of us in the conservatory mm. at the moment. Uh, you know what? Look, uh, go with. I suggest it might be Colonel Muster with the wrench in the conservatory. And there seems to be true. Mm. Oh, it's interesting. Hmm. So yes, I had a card, but uh, but Peter did not. So it's an excellent little bit of information for uh, for Ayn there. So what weapon was it that you wanted to know, Ayn? You don't remember. I, I checked the wrench idea because uh, we've not had much okay. to check on the wrench. Everything else has been checked quite a few times. Ooh. I'm going to play some billiards and. Are you going to suggest yourself the wrench, sir? I am going to suggest uh, Mr. Plum with the revolver Ooh. in the billiard room. The one disappointing thing about this game, oh, sort of the main disappointment I have with the game, that they don't have a board based on the movie. <laughs> no, they don't. I, I would have loved to have been able to, to run around uh, the mansion as the characters from the Clue movie and Tim Curry. I was going to say, you just want to be Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry! Doesn't everyone? Would be nice. Would be, yeah. And you know what? Everyone's doing it. <laughs> Let's go to the conservatory! <laughs> and I think it's green... In the conservatory with the candlestick. <laughs> All the way around. All the way around. All the way around. And what card has Vija given me? An interesting one. Oh boy. Hmm. And it is now Earthart's turn. Yar. I mean, wah. 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 It's time for Waplum to go. Oh, that is a terrible <laughs> <run>. <laughs> Too bad. Go to the conservatory. Everyone's to... there. <laughs> I'm going back to the conservatory, and I'm going to do exactly the same. I want to see what the Emperor has in his hand. Aha! Thank you for that uh, very valuable information. Mm-hmm. It is my turn aware. Oh, oh, sure. Seven, Can where I are we get... going? Uh, I can't go to the conservatory, damn. <laughs> <laughs> no. You can go to the ballroom. Let's go to the kitchen. Fancy mm. snack. Oh, no. It's just, it's just kitchen. We've not been in the kitchen, I think, have we? No. Yeah, no, I've been in the kitchen once. Have we? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. If that was my first turn, is I went to the kitchen. Because why are you hungry? Scarlet with the dagger. Dagger. I mean, dagger's like a knife. And now, it's Moriarty. Let's just find out where we're going. Many places, but you have choices. Let's go back this way. Who wants to play some ball? Uh, hmm. I'm afraid snooker's more my sport, old chap. Honestly, I would love it if just the remainder of this game is just everyone shuttling between these two rooms. You know what? Uh, let's go plum. Uh, do you have the wrench here, sir? I'm the wrench in the billiard room. Mm. Oh, most intriguing. So, yes, yeah, so that was me with the card. Hmm. Sadly, it does not give me much information. It doesn't give me much either. I'm looking well, at it gives you something that it definitely is not, <laughs> at least. That is true. That is true. That is true. I have a feeling this is going to end up much like every sing other single game of Cluedo, in which we're just basically running around the board trying to figure out where the heck the murder took place. Unfortunately, that's the biggest category, so... Yeah, there's nine categories for location, there's six uh, categories for weapon, and there's six categories for people. 
staying there, are you? I mean, I'll tell you this. I've got solid leads for on two people, but that's a, a third of their possibles. Mm-hmm. And it's not looking uh, swell. Oh, you're dragging me from the kitchen. Oh, so I'm thinking it's Miss White with the candlestick in the conservatory. Okay. Hmm. The candlestick seems to be the one a lot of people are guessing. And that is certainly interesting, isn't it? Mm. Hmm. Oh, that certainly changed my considerations a bit. I thought, I thought I was...
Mustard. I think, I think with it being back round to my turn, I think it's about time for someone else to chat about stuff. So, going round the game board, uh, I thought. Fair enough. Um, so, unfortunately, gaming has been a little bit on the sparse side for me, kind of. I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, um, but that's more been because of... Uh, I've had... I got a few days free and I've gone on to a bit of a binge of getting a few stuff done while there is a special promotion and I can get items that I would not normally be able to get. Um, I will say that the newest dungeon is very interesting. I started healing it and then I had a very interesting crash course in tanking it where, um, yeah, I was hoping not to be the main tank of the raid and our other tanks were terrible, so I ended up main tanking it. Uh, so that was fun. Um, I guess one of the big ones that I've uh, one game I've replayed recently and just refinished the base story of is Ratchet and the Clank for the PS4. So this was given away for free um, to anyone on PlayStation. You didn't have to have PS Plus. Um, and this was part of Sony going, look, loads of people are in lockdown. Let's give you a reason to stay indoors and have fun. Everyone gets Ratchet and Clank for free. Now, uh, Ratchet and Clank 2016, I think it's generally considered, is a very interesting game because it's a remake of the first game, but it's a non-canonical remake told from the perspective of kind of one of the game's bad guys. It's kind of obvious because the, the game starts with a cutscene of a person in jail telling you the story. So, And he's um, a fairly big character in the series, so it's an, it's an interesting throwback. Um Mechanically, the game is definitely one of the best in the series. It's uh, the Ratchet and Clank series after the first one are primarily third-person shooters with some platforming elements and slight puzzles in them. Um, the big notable feature is all the different types of guns you get. Uh, you start with some fairly basic stuff. You start with a small pistol and a couple of grenades that you can throw. This inventory eventually expands into some cool weapons like uh really good flamethrowers and big homing rocket launchers and stuff like that and the more bizarre weapons such as the pixelator which is essentially the game's shotgun um but yeah if you shoot enemies with it it makes them pixelated which is a bit weird in a 3d space um there is the fan favorite of mr zircon a talking floating robot who um He's not particularly thrilled to be working with you, but as long as you let him murder stuff, he's kind of happy. Uh, he has some very good quotes. Um, I struggling to think of any off the top of my head. Uh, Mr. Sircorn is happy that you mentioned him in this review. True. He's also happy that he gets to kill slimy aliens. Uh, oh, no, I, I think one of my favorite ones is like, Mr. Zircon will let you live. Psych! Mr. Zircon only lives to kill. Um, he also insults you as well, quite regularly. It's like, why does measly furball need health? Mr. Zircon is invincible. Bolts? You waste my time with bolts? Yeah, Mr. Zircon's one of the best weapons. Um, but arguably the favorite weapon is the ever-popular Rip You A New One. Um, shortened to Rhino. Um, which is easier to get in this game than it is in most games. So it's kind of nice. Um, it's a very good remake mechanically. Story-wise, though, it changes things up quite dramatically and alters the tone of the story, which is a bit weird. Um, now, a lot of people don't like the original tone of the story, but this was made. This one was specifically made to tie in with a movie they were doing, so it's become very family-friendly and fr all about you know the bond of friendship, etc. It's still a very good game. Obviously, again, by the time this has gone out, it's probably not free anymore. 
but it's definitely still worth purchase <laughs> because the every other Ratchet and Clank game is on a system that isn't easy to get it on now because everything beforehand was on PS3. But um, I definitely wanted to get into it because the new Ratchet and Clank for PS5 comes out in June or July, one of the two, I don't remember. Um, and I'm looking forward to that one. So. Yeah, it's rifts apart, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so we, um, we still don't know the female Lombax's name, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> so Insomniac have actually given a big hint as to what it is. Oh, have they? Uh, yes, I believe it's got something to do with a flower. So oh. well, that narrows it down. I mean, considering how many names there are in the language, in you know English language, I you know, guess that that infamous that, uh, that infamous video game character Persimmon. Um. So yeah, and really, other than that, oh, actually, no, there is one other game I've been playing that's you know the Access, and I can't remember if I mentioned it last time, but that's Thirty XX. Yeah, you mentioned um, it last time. I I think you I think I remember you talking about this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, I've, uh, they've had a major update on that one. Um, there's a few new bosses added. Um, but I've mostly been playing it co-op with an American friend, and it's a little bit janky <laughs> in co-op. Um, I occasionally get locked out of mini-boss rooms, which is fine because it means I can kill them from outside the room, but it creates some complications. Uh, and, yeah, some weird stuff. It's still fun, but I wait. Yeah, it's still in early access, so let's see how they... And that's pretty much it for me on the game side. Um, but interestingly, this month I have finally watched a movie. Um, oh, my God. It's yeah. the Ratchet and Clank movie, isn't it? No, I still didn't buy that, even though it was only two quid. <laughs> All right, because <laughs> I couldn't get it. I couldn't find anything else I wanted to buy to make it free delivery. Um, don't you just hate that? But actually, what I went, what I did was I rewatched a movie that I don't think I managed to stay awake for the last time. Um, Lord of the Rings? No, I mean, I'd be fair to say you didn't watch the for that one. The Pianist? Uh, I mean, I'd be really impressed if any of you get this. Um, <laughs> Narnia. Star Trek First Contact. It is an anime <laughs> that a friend of mine gifted to me. So I did try and watch it and then couldn't. Mm. Back when I when they first gave it to me, I was in a um my um, I was in a shared house, so I was watching it from bed, which probably doesn't help. So it's um, not one of the Evangelions, is it? No. It is called The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Oh, I've heard, oh, oh, I've heard of that one. So, um the general synopsis is um you follow a girl called Makoto. Um, she, as uh, she, you know, just through her school life in general, and um, she has a bit of a weird thing where she discovers that she can quite literally leap through backwards through time. Um, she first discovers this almost getting killed <laughs> because you know that's when your latent powers tend to come up. Um, but yeah, ever since then, she literally can. She takes a running jump. She will somehow go backwards through time. She can kind of control it. Although, admittedly, when she lands, she always smashes her head into something, I think. Um, and, you know, it follows her kind of going, discovering she has this power, learning to use it, and then somewhat abusing it, as a 17-year-old kid probably would do. Especially going <clears throat> going into kind of social interactions she's not comfortable with, or doing what she thinks is best for her friends, stuff like that. I'll be honest, I don't remember much of the middle of the movie, because I kind of drift off a little bit. But... The end of the movie was had some really nice work to it. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, she eventually finds out that there is a limit to how much she can do this time traveling, and um, there are consequences. There are like butterfly effects to the stuff she does, and stuff starts happening she doesn't want to happen, and um, eventually 
there is a problem where, you know, is she going to lose her friends? Um, and yeah, I the ending was definitely worth watching it for, and I really, I did, I did enjoy it. It was a movie I kind of watched while I was recovering from um, a bit of a, a bit of a sickness. So it was a nice, um, feel good movie to watch. Um, it wouldn't have been something I don't think I would have normally picked up. So very much thank you to uh, my work colleague for gifting this to me. Um, uh, but you know, if you get a chance, I. I would say it's worth a watch. I will say the copy I've got seems to be... I'm not entirely sure it's legit <laughs> or not. Um, the intro definitely... Oh, sorry, the intro kind of startup credits were a very, very fuzzy quality. Um, the movie itself was fine, but I think that helps that it's quite a simple anime art style. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, you know, it was, it was an interesting thing. It's definitely outside of my comfort zone, so I'm quite glad i watched it and it was something i really wanted to sit down and give a proper go um so yeah um i might look up some of the other stuff done by um uh, the uh animators for this one but uh probably not for a little while (laughs) we now know what to get to you for your birthday and christmases (laughs) oh trust me i have a lot to go through already i've got the entirety of samurai jack i've got high school of the dead which i bought with you in birmingham about four years ago i think now (laughs) Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yep, still not taking out the cellophane yet. <laughs> well, uh, I've also got near mint. Yep, I've also got Helsing to go through as well. So I think I've got enough to keep me busy. Not bad, not bad at all. So with that, we should continue. Yes, we'll do another round and see what that brings us. Yeah.